Good morning, everybody. Welcome to the program this weekend. This is Scott Caldwell with you once again. And today I am talking with Christina Caldwell, who is the District 9 Indiana FFA president, uh, as well as somebody who's experienced in agri-science fair. And that's what we're going to talk to her today about, is how that all came about and what those results were. Christina, how are you doing today? Pretty good. How are you? Uh, I'm doing all right. Early morning, though, that's for sure. All right, so... Tell me how you got involved in the agri-science fair project itself. So this year's project, I actually started two years ago. And so it was like an extension project um, where I built upon the first one. And I got into it because looking around my chapter, I could see that there weren't very many people involved. And I just really wanted to know why that was and what I could do about it because I wanted an involved chapter because I could look around to the other chapters around us like Rushville and Shenandoah and see that these were really amazing chapters and they had a lot of kids involved and I wanted the same thing for our chapter and I wanted to know what I could do. Awesome. So this has been a two-year project for you within that, right? So thinking back to two years ago now, was there some drive to get involved in agri-science just in general or was it like a required class project or how did that work out that you started the whole thing? Yeah, so actually my ag teacher convinced me to start it because he said that it was one of the few contests that was straight to state and that no matter how you did, you competed at the state contest. And I thought that was really cool, especially since my chapter in order to go to state convention, you had to be competing or had to have a reason to be there. And so I wanted to go to state convention and see what it was all about. And that was something that, you know, wasn't necessarily super easy, but was something that was a guaranteed I was going to be there. And so I really just started that and then started finding an area that I liked. Yeah, so I've had the the unique opportunity to judge for Indiana and Ohio and national for their, for FFA, for their agri-science fairs. And it's so cool because there's power systems and there's plant systems and there's food systems and there's animal systems. Um, But there's another one that you're involved with. It's not the typical agri-science fair. And what is the specific category that yours was? So I'm involved in the social systems category, and that's the one I've been in for the last two years. And that's basically conducting a, a research project based on how the public views things. So my project was seeing how FFA members were involved and what factors affect their participation. So obviously because of that, I um, interviewed different FFA members to get their results. But social systems in general is just getting the overall public's view or even certain like categories, like people, their view on different topics. That's pretty cool. So I know I've, I've judged some of those before, and a lot of them are, they'll ask their community or they'll ask kids at their school to answer the questions, and they'll do like a, cl- a survey in class. For the one that you did the first, not we'll get to this one in a minute, but when you did it first, who was your audience, and how did you get those questions to them? So the first year, my audience was chapters all around Indiana, and so what I did was I got a hold of the Ag Teacher Directory and then found the um, head ag teacher from each district and emailed my survey to them and asked them to share it with their students. I did not get responses from all of those ag teachers, um, <laughs> but I was able to get it from several of them. Um, I did get a ton from my own chapter just because they were able to post it and get it out there more and I was able to talk to kids about it, but I was still able to get some. 
Yeah, and then the nice thing about agri-science fair is that you don't have to start over every year. You can do, as you called it, an extension. So you do one year and you build on it the next year and you keep doing that. So for this year, your extension, you built on it by doing what? So I built on it by taking the project and this year I really started focusing on finding out how you could improve the fact like um, how you could improve participation levels, but I also expanded the survey area. So instead of just testing Indiana, I tested it on a whole national level to see if different states had different involvement than other states and see if that was really a big factor as certain associations were doing things different than us and that was working better. So that as I'm hopefully moving up in the FFA ranks, I can look at those states that are doing really well and see what things we can implement here to help our students grow. Now, I'm guessing you didn't go out and get the Ag Teacher Directory for all 50 states and the provinces and all that. How did you get that message to all the other states? Yeah, so I posted in a National FFA member group chat or like a Facebook group and we don't have, I don't think we have quite all of the areas. Uh, at least I didn't receive responses from all of them, but we were able to get a lot of them, especially some of the big ones, which was important to me. Like I wanted to see like the California and the Texas that always have these big numbers at national convention. You hear that they have some, you know, huge numbers of members. I wanted to see like, are those members actually involved? Or do they just have like an affiliate program where everyone's a member and so they're able to claim more people? It's awesome. So we're going to take a quick break for a word from our sponsor. And when we get back, we're going to find out how Christina did on that national level uh, and then some of the results of that and how those could be applied into not only FFA but 4-H and other youth organizations as well. We'll be right back. Are you receiving the correct cash rent? Is there improvements that could be made to increase your return from your farmland investment? Take advantage of the current strong ag economy and let us help you evaluate your farming operation and maximize your investments. At Halderman Real Estate and Farm Management, we bring over 90 years of experience and knowledge to the table. We listen and can understand your farming goals. We offer advice, recommendations, solutions, and create a plan on how we can help you meet your needs and goals. Take advantage of the current strong ag economy. Contact Chris or Lauren Peacock or Craig Springmeyer and let us help you evaluate your farming operation and maximize your investment. Experience, knowledge, and professionalism. Contact Halderman today at Halderman.com. This is Scott Caldwell back with you once again with Christina Caldwell, an Indiana FFA AgriScience Fair participant. So, Christina, before the break, we were talking about what your project was. Now, buried the lead just a little bit here, you know, to somewhat that you won the state for Indiana. You applied to nationals, and you do you give the written report there. They judge the written report, and then they bring a certain amount to state. What was your end result that you did for placings? So I ended up placing sixth, which was really cool because we got to stand on the national stage. They took the top 10 or about 10 from each division. And we all got to line up on stage and they would call from 10th place up. And it was just really like 
nerve-wracking almost standing on stage because you were just waiting for your name to be called and every time you didn't hear your name you were like yes I'm one higher but it was really just exciting to see um, I mean you're in front of like 50,000 plus people on this national stage getting recognition for something that for me was probably over a hundred hours worth of work and that just really meant a lot to me that I was able to receive recognition for something that I put so much work into. And so your division was social sciences, juniors and seniors in high school working by themselves. And so there was, I believe, was it 30-some overall from the nation that submitted to nationals? Was that right? Um, there are about, so there might have been a few more. I don't know the exact number. Okay. So placing the, in the top 10, that, that's that's pretty cool. And, you know, fair moment here, proud dad moment as well, uh, but uh, sitting in the stands for that one. So tell me real quickly, what are some of the results you saw when you asked why kids were involved or what drove them to be involved? Did you see any trends that were happening, either positive or negative? Yeah, so one of the biggest things I saw is that the chapter officers have a huge impact mm. on how involved they FFA members are, whether it is like chapter officers themselves answered that they were more involved. Um, and so obviously that's already like getting ahead of the game. You're getting these people who are involved, but they are also having a huge impact on the other FFA members. A lot of them answered that if their chapter officers were more involved, they would be more involved. They wanted to make those personal connections that bring people in and really make it feel like the family that FFA is. That's pretty cool. So I think that's important for the ag teachers and for everybody to realize that, you know, officers aren't just the leaders of that organization. Uh, they're the role models and the examples for those young people. It's not just that, hey, they can talk well or they can answer questions well, but they can interact well. Is that right? Yes, for sure. So you know, to me, that sounds like, you know, 4-H, uh, school organizations, sports teams, could all use that, you know, this, what you found for the national, on a national scale with FFA, you, we could talk about, you know, okay, we've got a sports team, okay, the captains of the team, those leaders of the team, if they are active and vocal and participating, that's going to drive the success for the sports team. Would you see that kind of translating into other organizations like that? Definitely. I mean, I'm also a member of 4-H, and I know that, like, when as an officer in 4-H as well that when we're interacting with the people not only do they feel more at home but they're more likely to come to 4-H meetings and participate actively and like that's what we want is we want them to be able to grow through these activities and so it's really important that you're out there interacting and building those relationships because I've also been the person who sits at the back of the room and nobody talks to them <laughs> and I don't want to come back because I don't feel welcome and I don't want that for anyone which is why I like you I stress the importance of talking to people because talking to them and building those personal connections makes people want to stay because they feel welcome absolutely and I can tell you as a teacher and as a coach of different teams sponsors of clubs it's so much easier to get kids active and involved if the officers are taking that lead they'll listen to the teacher they'll listen to the coach they respect their peers and they'll, they'll want to be active with that. So, Christina, again, congratulations on that result, but also thank you for looking into that where teachers can find more information about how to be able to get their kids involved in groups and organizations. So that's Christina's story. 
Hopefully you've got a great one too. Make sure you take time this week to be able to share your story and agriculture story because they deserve to be heard. Have a great week.